0: Is meteorologist Joe Martucci. We're doing something a little bit different, like most of the world here, for our Something in the Air podcast, Podcast. It's our monthly climate update. We have Dr. Dave Robinson, New Jersey State climatologist in the virtual flesh, but of course, he is from his house and I am from the office. Uh, Dr. Robinson, I see you're in your kitchen. You've been uh, cooking anything good over the past couple of weeks?
1: No, I live with a very good cook. I just do the dishes.
0: All right. Well, that, that's good. As long as you're chipping into the, uh, to the household. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being at Rutgers, of course, um, school or classes have been canceled for, I believe, a couple of weeks at this point. And you're working remotely. I, I can imagine uh, just how busy it's been. I know you told me already, but uh, I'm glad to see that you at least are healthy. I know you've been going on walks and bike rides, so I, I know you're trying to get out at least as much as you can.
1: Uh, socially distanced yes so Unfortunately, our neighborhood is not very crowded and we've been out running in the rain a few times so that's really empty when we've been out
0: doing that yeah you're dedicated over there you're running in the rain and we're gonna gotta talk gotta about out rain of coming house yeah you know, i know you gotta get out of the house that's why you know i gotta say like in a way i'm happy that i'm coming to work because like you know kind of breaks it still breaks up the day a little bit um but it's just kind of weird the way i the way i've been describing it to people and i can't take credit for this someone told me this it kind of feels like the week between christmas and new years in the sense that things are like not many people are around like at least you know the on the office end it's quiet but it's just much more dangerous of course you don't know when it's going to end um i don't know do do you kind of feel the same way maybe i know you're busy working but at least with just like just people not being out You know,
1: know, I'll I'll often take advantage of that week, um, sick as it sounds, to go into the office when no one's around and like even dust the office and clean up my (laughs) files and get rid end of one semester cleaned up and get ready for the next. Do things that you wouldn't normally do because you're so busy in a normal work week. Yeah, This is anything like that because I'm working nonstop morning, noon and night teaching classes online, modifying curriculum to teach it online, recording things, um, live seminars, uh, staying in touch with students and staff, uh, and, and and just a multitude of other calls. If, if anything, it's, it's worse than your normal work week, except you don't have a commute except downstairs or over to the study or yeah. the spare bedroom. Right. You mixed it up that way.
0: I got you. So all right, but, two different points you know of what?
1: view. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Uh, we have our health. Um, and I'm at a point where I have kids, but they they have houses and family. Yes. Um, little one, got one on the way with my other son. Uh, so I check. we check in with each other frequently. Um, but I don't have little kids running around while I'm trying to work um, and, and, and even seniors, uh, parents, uh, that need such care, um, generally from a distance today. Mm -hmm. So I consider myself very fortunate that I have the opportunity to work all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I hear you. It it does take, it also takes your mind off of everything that's going on, you know, with coronavirus. Absolutely. And we're going to try to do that for the next maybe 20 or 30 minutes or so. We're going to talk about the month that was, because believe it or not, there was weather in March. There was actual weather news. Uh, besides anything, uh, besides everything else going on. So um, just some numbers, you know, specifically at the airport, I'll talk about that. You could talk about, you know, all yep. of South Jersey as a whole, Atlantic City International National Airport, uh, warm, really warm, 6.6 degrees above average. That was the third warmest in record, which goes back to the 1940s. AC Marina, uh, 4.7 degrees above average, which was the fifth warmest records go back to the 1870s, I believe over there. Um, and I did this just for a little reference. I was just looking at this before. The last time uh, a march was in the top five coldest at AC Marina, it was 1960. So I don't think that comes as any surprise. But go ahead. Tell us what was going on in all of South Jersey, not just the airport and the marina.
1: Yeah, very, very similar for South Jersey. The average was 47.8 degrees, which is 5.7 above. Uh, it ranked six uh, just outside the top five. Uh, that includes all counties um, with the divisional for New Jersey, from Monmouth, Middlesex, and Mercer South. So uh, over half of the state, except for just a a small slice we often talk about right along the coast, um, kind of east of the east of the Parkway. And there, there we only have a couple stations there. There it was the fourth, mm, uh, it okay. was the fourth mildest March. So gotcha. any way you slice it, it was the top ten. Um, statewide uh, right now with the numbers coming in it's tied for sixth if we fall a tenth of a degree it will fall to eighth but we're gonna be somewhere between six or eight Um, but the real notable thing there Joe is that that makes 11 of the past 12 months with above-average temperatures in New Jersey only last November was below average in every month going back to last April. And during that time of those 11 months that were above normal, seven of them ranked in the top 10 for warmth going back 126 years. Yeah, So So it's just been remarkable with the persistence of the warmth we've had for the last 12 months with a short excursion, a tease at yes. winter back last <laughs> November.
0: <laughs> so I, I have two thoughts with that. You know, first the winter uh, the November that was below average. Was that colder than any of the winter months we saw? December, January, No, no okay.
1: It wasn't, but it came close just like November of 2018 did as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And then the second thing I'm gonna ask is, you know, can we divide this between Weather and climate. What I mean by that is, do you think this? You know, let's talk about this past March. Do you think that was more because of just the changing climate that we're in, where we're getting warmer, or were there specific weather factors at play that really led to this above-average March? You know, could we yeah. like give a percentage of what you think it would be? Yeah,
1: I don't think anybody would be surprised to hear me say both,
0: mm, uh, sure. and
1: that's not a cop-out. Um, yes, we had weather in March, and it made March a cold a, a warm month just like a, two years ago it made march a cold snowy month mm-hmm. and the previous february is mild these are weather uh, anomalies but they're all taking place on a planet that's warming so the warm gets warmer and, and the cold gets warmer as odd as that sounds but if you think about yeah. it it makes sense um, so, we would have been above normal in March were we not treading on the planet, but we wouldn't have been as warm i can 't give you a full percentage for a month you couldn't pull that out, mm-hmm. but there's a certain percentage of that warmth that made it into the top ten that i I would confidently say we would not be in the top ten okay. if we didn't have the girded the that foundation higher mm-hmm. um, from warming um, from human activity. so there's always gonna be weather and it's always gonna go back and forth, up and down. Uh, you're not gonna have this continual upward climb from one year to the next for every March. Right. Um, it's gonna go back and forth, some more extreme than others. But overall, you absolutely cannot explain the persistence of the warmth we've had and the frequency of the warmth and the magnitude of the warmth yeah. without putting human impact into there. It's just, there's just no explanation that any climate scientist can come up with this day. Now, if we're looking just at South Jersey or just at AC Marina, it's next to impossible to ferret all that out. But when you start putting it together more broadly, geographically and globally, uh, it's just a slam dunk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I really have much to add to that. I mean, I, I agree with you there. Um, and, and, you know, one thing too, I was actually doing a story about um, just prescribed wildfire burning as well as the the wildfire, um, you know, the season to come. And I spoke with somebody at the DP. I think, I think you know him. He's a Rutgers guy, Bernie, Bernie Isaacson. He went to Rutgers. I know the name. Yeah. Okay. He uh, He's a PhD student at Rutgers, but he works for the, you know, Division of Forestry. And he was saying specifically this winter, um, just because we didn't have, we had cold days, but we didn't have extreme cold days. We didn't have any of those days where the lows got really low. Um, that the southern pine beetle is, uh, you know, it's always, been, it's been creeping northward and northward and getting here, but he said this year, it could be a problem, um, where you really are talking about devastation in the, in the, in the pine barrens as a result of this. He's, he said, Especially if we go another winter that's like this, where we don't get that extreme cold, he said. He really believes that there's going to be big problems next year. So we can get it this year, but he's saying if we keep this up, we have what we saw last winter. Next winter, we could have this problem with the southern pine beetle, an invasive species, into pine trees. I don't yeah. know if you have anything to add, but I just—I'm
1: well, not—I'm far from an entomologist, yeah. but I've talked to them about this issue, uh, and, and we've looked at it. And it's the extreme cold nights that are so important, not yeah. just the average cold.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah. if there's no one's quite sure what the threshold is and how long you have to maintain it, but it's below zero Fahrenheit mm. to really kill off this invasive species, the eggs and, or what have you. Um, and this year, there's not one single spot in New Jersey that went below one degree on the plus side. Wow. Our coldest of cold areas in the Pinelands and up in the valleys of Northwest Jersey or even up at High Point did not go below zero this winter. Um, and, and the other thing we looked at when I was working with the entomologist on the, uh, pine, the Southern Pine Beetle, it's interesting enough, as much as we're overall warming in the winter, um, the mean temperatures warming, the minimum temperature is warming. The extreme minimum temperature, if you plot the coldest of every winter, the coldest night of every winter, that is warming at a faster rate than the average minimum temperature is warming. Right. So the extremes are warming faster than the averages. Got and it. Now, we, the last couple of years, we did get down to five, six degrees below zero at a um, couple of our mesonet stations, um, Indian Mills, a mm-hmm. long-term weather service cooperative yeah. station. And th- that gave me some hope that it might have at least delayed this. Um, I have not talked, spoken with the entomologist since. But this winter, you know, no cold, no cold. <laughs> I, I was looking at my records in Central Jersey at my home. I only had three days this winter where the temperature failed to climb above freezing at some point during the day. That's really low. Now it got below freezing on over a hundred nights. So that freeze-thaw cycle was in place for about a hundred nights. But even the days got mild. Yeah, Um, yeah. Not a a good prescription for insect uh, control.
0: No. And also not a big, excuse me, good prescription for selling my forecasts because we were getting I was getting those days where in the morning temperatures were, you know, going as forecast. But in the afternoon, when there's no snow on the ground and the sun's there, it heats up faster than what the models will even tell you. And I can and you know, I'm not a model, so I can account for it, but sometimes you're even not even accounting for that. And actually one specific data I did have in mind was uh, March 20th, where we got to 83 degrees at Langston International Airport, and I'll admit, I had like 75, but when you had, you know, the sun is down, the sun's strong on March 20th, that's a day after the uh, equinox for us, and you have no snow, and no snow really anywhere, that makes a difference on temperature, so a little uh, inside the forecast for uh, everybody. Watching. Yeah, I mean,
1: to tell you the truth, I wouldn't necessarily blame it on snow, because we don't normally have snow on the ground there at that time of the year, and there was... There was still snow on the ground up in uh, the Adirondacks and the Tug Hill and the greens and whites. But um, I think that's a common problem that forecast models and, you know, it translates over into the forecast community have when you get to spring, um, you know, you forget the power of that sun uh, on the first day of spring. It's just as strong as it is in September when we're st- Still often going around yeah. with shorts on yeah jackets, so it, it's a really forecast problem that uh, you, with your background knowledge of climate, generally pick up on yeah maybe you didn't that uh, time not, not that time, not that time, but uh, but then you can speak to it better than I. there's always these cases where you think maybe there's going to be a little bit more easterly flow to bring in a little cooler air off the ocean uh, even into a into pomona to yeah. the airport yeah uh, it sure wasn't that warm at atlantic city marina that no then. absolutely uh, not so that's incredibly difficult forecast to make yeah. if i can come to your defense oh thanks um, i appreciate it It was also pretty dry uh as i recall around that yeah, time it was we really got wet the week after that so yeah. that even has to be put into a forecast model so yeah. real difficult real yeah. difficult
0: it's all about, and I'm going to go in the weeds for 10 seconds. I don't want to bore everybody, but it's all about wind direction. A lot of times during the spring, because you have this massive body of cold air next to you, the ocean, the ocean is cold, you know, only in the forties. Right. But, you know, so if you get the strong sea breeze, well, then you're knocking out temperatures in Pomona, even extends all the way into Hamilton, not the same strength, but it gets there. But if you have a westerly wind, you know, even if it's like a little west, southwest, that can make a difference than if it's a little north of west, you know, so it's all these little things that come into play. So yeah. anyway, or go ahead. You, well, you well, no, we, we saw that over last
1: weekend where a couple of days before the weekend began, it was gonna be up near 70 yeah. on, on Sunday. Yeah. And what happened there, the high to the Northeast was a little too strong. I think the low out to the West went a little too far West. We The southerly flow, it was in the mid eighties down in central Virginia um dc maybe got up to 60 a big blown forecast there yeah by the time we got to the weekend you guys in jersey knew we weren't going to get into that warm air a couple days earlier you had it was the real blown forecast that last week and we're down around dc
0: yeah yeah it's it's a matter of miles. it doesn't matter if it's a you know can be a coastal storm or in march you know you're talking about sunshine and warm temperatures it's always a matter of miles, and spring's a, a notoriously difficult uh, a time period to forecast here. So let's talk about, uh, let's, get, let's get out of the forecast realm and we'll go back in time again. Let's talk about uh, rainfall here. Um, you know, where did we stack up? I mean, I think most people would say maybe about average, maybe a little on the drier side. I know in the northern half of the state, it was abnormally dry um, uh, towards the later half.
1: It was a little bit drier, a yeah. um, little bit drier up north and right along the coast. Uh, we really picked up uh, the last 10 days a month. It was really, really welcome rain. It was starting to dry out. The National Drought Monitor had put North Jersey into the abnormally dry category on their maps. Um, basically because it's a map done by committee, and that's what I recommended to the ah, National Drought See, committee.
0: you off the power.
1: Yeah, I'm to blame for that one, okay. but it's off. Uh give you a little heads up. It's off this week. We've had okay. enough rain. We were right teetering on the edge. Sure. And the just let everybody know we're
0: recording on April 1st, just in case people are like, well, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? So it's April 1st. So on April 2nd, you're saying when the map comes out, they'll be when out. the
1: map comes out. I can Got give it. you the, the early low down. Um, but the stream flows, and this is through US Geologic Survey and the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. And I do consult with them. Stream flows are down a little bit lower than we'd like. Um, groundwater's okay. Reservoirs are fine, so we're we're not in any particular danger. But we'd sure like to see an average rainfall pattern emerge because um, we were slightly above. North Jersey, um, it was the fifth, uh, what the fiftieth driest okay. March out of 126. Right. But get this for South Jersey. Okay, tell me. The 3.84 inches was our average which is 35 hundredths below normal, mm-hmm. which is pretty close to normal. But when you look at the split over yep. the last 100 and, and, and 26 years, we were dead center. How it, about that? It's 64th driest, which equates to the 63rd wettest. Right. So in other words, we hit the median – Right on the nose, and you may say, "Well, how come it was below average?" Mm. And that's if we want to get into statistics,
0: pretty skewed.
1: Yeah. So we get a few more years below the average that are balanced out by years that are well above average. Remember, if the average is uh, uh, 4.19 inches, you can't go below zero, but you can go more than. Eight point three eight inches, which would be double. Gotcha. um yeah. So it's a little skewed. So we were about as close to average for March precipitation in South Jersey than you yeah. can be. Perfect. Spot on seasonal.
0: We always like that. What did
1: what did the marine? What did the? Uh, I didn't check the marina and the uh, airports.
0: Yeah. Um. You know what? I don't have those numbers. I actually looked on a county by county basis. Okay. Um. And Cape May, Cumberland, and Atlantic counties were. Um, I think Cumberland and Cape May were 0.8 inches below. Atlantic was one inch below, but Ocean County was like 0.1 above. Uh, and I believe Salem was also slightly below. So I think if you, I think it's southeastern New Jersey on the drier side, but nothing, I would say, you know, crazy.
1: Right. And, and sometimes those county numbers take a few days to update. Okay. Much like this will take a little time to update. This may these numbers may rise just a tad mm-hmm. as we get the last couple of days in, but we had no major rain the last couple of days. Although I think the heaviest rain in the last couple of days did fall in the southeast part of the state.
0: We the did moment. have heavier rain. Now this is it, yeah, again going into weeds. I got this from the Mid Atlantic River Forecasting Center, which said it went from the second to the or it went from it went throughout the month of March. So you're saying that that still needs to be figured out?
1: I, sometimes some numbers come in a little late. Okay,
0: all right, okay. So we'll see, it could end up, you know, e- either way, nothing crazy for us here. In
1: nothing crazy yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, again, would like to see not only average rainfall, um, but timely rainfall, because you need that, you don't want it to come all at once. Farmers don't like that as they're preparing their fields. And you definitely don't want it all at once. But more importantly, you don't want it to go dry for three weeks because this is fire season uh, in the Pinelands. Yeah. Um, things are greening up earlier. And that's one thing we, I don't know if you want to talk about. Yeah, we
0: can we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah.
1: But I mean, we're running two plus weeks ahead yeah. phenologically. Yes. With thing, things blooming. Yeah. Um, and with that, the good news is, more moisture gets into the 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 plants faster, which will reduce the fire danger. Um, leaves come out; they shade the understory of the fire uh, of the of the uh, forest, which can help reduce fire. Okay. But at the same time, as the plants start transpiring, they start using more moisture, so you dry out faster. Um, it, your your grounds, your soils will dry out faster as the plants use more
0: of that water, yeah, know. yeah, and I think the last time we spoke, I said that there were buds on the tree on february twenty sixth well I think right after we spoke on March nine in Atlanta county, some of the plum cherries were flowering, flowering, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I mean now everywhere, everywhere's flowering, you don't think anything of it, but like this is still like early. And I talked to uh, Teresa Crimmins, who's the director of the National Phenology Network. You familiar with, Teresa? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, who was great to talk to, by the way, on a side note. But uh, we did a story on this. And from about, uh, according to her data, she told me from about Long Beach Island down to Ocean City, in their 39 year period of keeping records, it was the earliest for the first bloom there. And really even, you know, pretty much as you made your way westward across the state, it was anywhere between two to three weeks, you know, yeah. earlier than average, which is crazy, um, you know, to think about how early we blew, but we didn't have that lack of, you know, lack of cold, or we had the lack of cold. Of course, the sun was doing its thing. Um, you know, I guess we had enough water. I mean, conditions were just right. And um, I'm even seeing a couple of trees starting to actually leaf a little bit. If you drive down the parkway, you're seeing a little bit of it down here. I don't know what it's like up by year we're seeing a little bit of it
1: i mean just remember um i always say if you want to see spring a couple weeks later go to the shore um because as you go towards the coast we've already talked about the cooling influences but you go inland in south jersey and i don't mean inland you know over to camden county you just have to go over to uh you know 10 miles yeah inland maze landing yeah yeah and yeah, we're, we're, we're way ahead. And, and up here in central New Jersey, um, much, much the same, um, at least two weeks earlier
0: yeah. uh, than normal. So maybe a little happiness for some people uh, during this time. See spring blooming.
1: Well, it would be awfully nice if we could have some nice, comfortable, warm, sunny days for yes. people to get out for a walk. Now, yeah. mind you, people think that's spring. But what spring is is, you know, one day nice and mild and sunny, and the next day it's raining, in the day All right back it's at you cold. Yeah, I mean that's spring. It's a season of transition. And, um, yeah, good. You have to be patient sometimes to really l- lock in the milder weather.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, March is not. Oh, you know, I mean, maybe this this year winter's over, but usually said, oh, winter's over when we get to March. You know, we're still going back and forth. I think I don't know if you were doing this intentionally, but you might have been setting me up for the record. You did, you did. Yes, okay. I am so excited about this. You know, I always say
1: if you're a snow lover and it doesn't snow, yes, at least you want it to break a record. Yes, Uh, that's that's the that's That's the climate geek in me speaking. And South Jersey, assuming it doesn't snow anymore. Who knows? And accumulate <laughs> yeah this season will go down in the record books as having the least snowy snow season on oh. record. We go back to 1895. Um, we've cleaned up some of our numbers. Um, and six tenths of an inch <laughs> is the total for the season and that is first place um deep out the 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 absolutely apocalyptic winter of 1972 73 mm. when nine tenths of an inch fell <laughs> for big the time winter. big time you can so, always make a snowman out of that yeah nah. no, you can't make a snowball <laughs> out of that hardly. um that's that's you know a good i haven't done the final numbers yet There, but it's about 19 inches below average. You should be about 20 and whatever. Man. Um, Yeah, obviously a very disappointing, um, very disappointing winter for those who like snow. Yes. Like yourself. And those who plow snow. Yes. um, Yes. For instance, and those who run um, ski resorts and Hmm. such. Now it's a little bit, little bit better statewide finishing the winter at um likely finishing the winter because northwest can get some snow yeah um 4.7 inches right now and that would come in as the third least snowy winter mm-hmm. so still at the metal um, podium seventy two seventy three 72 73 will come out on top and 1918 19 would be number two 1819 yeah this would be number three okay and uh yeah, really disappointing. And, you know, up in the north, they did average 11.6 inches um, for, the, uh, for the season. They even picked up a tenth of an inch in March, mm. where the rest of the state and the state as a whole didn't go anywhere yeah. in March. Squat. Um, but back on, I guess it was the 23rd, there was about a half an inch of snow up in the highlands uh, that morning. Mm-hmm. and that was enough to bring that
0: average to one-tenth of an inch for Woo. the month big time one tenth of an inch well
1: yeah
0: i think yeah. everybody can tell we, we like our snow here but like you said if it's not going to snow might as well break a record so bingo take some souls in the fact that hey i lived through a record can yeah. i talk about it, another it, record it, Go ahead. Well, no, well, I'm going to change topics. You know which record I'm talking about. Well, you I know. Want, what you
1: record want to talk about It's a very neat one you guys
0: came up with. Yes, I'm so excited about this. Pumped. I, I was, I'm going to give you the, well, I'll tell you what the record was and I'll give you the backstory. So the record at Atlantic St. Maria, we broke an all time record. Now, records at Atlantic St. Maria go back to 18, the 1870s. It was the longest streak where it was wet one day, then dry the next, then wet, then dry, then wet, then, wet, then dry, went through dry. We had 14 days where it was like that. That was an all-time record. I have to say, I was pretty proud of myself for thinking about it. I said, hmm, you know, it feels like it's been like five days. Where we're flip-flopping back and forth. Let me just check, see how far back we did this for. And I kept looking back, and I was like, oh, another day, and another day, and another day, and another day. So with help from my friend, Sandy Alba, he's the Excel wizard, I said, can you crunch this for me and make a formula to see if we ever have this on record? And sure as you know what, it was, it was. And you were the first person I told. So tell great. what the previous
1: record was.
0: Yeah. Previous record was 11 set twice, but so here's the thing. So not only do we break it by three days, but here's the interest. Well, there's two, there's two more interesting things with this. Uh, maybe the, the lesser interesting stuff. It was back in the 1930s for one and in 1920s for the other, but most interesting, the previous record, one of those two, was around this exact same time. I believe it started on March 16th and went until March 25th. No, March 26th. That would take us to 11 days if you count the days fully. So almost the same time period. And I don't think I even said this went from March 13th until March, what was last Thursday? I'm, I'm losing track. I got to look at my phone uh it was march 26th i believe march 26th let me double check correct yes march 26th so almost the exact same time period so i don't know i don't know you know we don't keep records on that i'd like to think of like the uh the next gen stats you see on you know, when you're watching football maybe it's one of those but it,
1: it's, any thoughts if you're oh if you're a cl- climate geek it is it's gold i mean it's it's so neat. Uh, and, and then you think about why, because um, yeah. that's always important. It's yeah, right. It's sure. great, but sure. you want to know why. And, and it has something to do. March is a pretty wet month, uh, Jersey-wide. May, many people don't know it, but it's wetter than April with its showers. Mm-hmm. And, and as such, the, you've, and, and we talked earlier about this being a transitional time. So it stands to reason that things are moving back and forth pretty quickly. Fronts are coming through, then you're drying out. A storm comes through, you're drying out. So if there's a time of the year where we get pretty frequent precip, but it's in the transition season where things are bouncing back and forth and maybe not locking in um, for a long winter's night, yeah. um, you end up with this back back and forth. So yeah. to me, just off top my head, I'm not surprised that that occurred mm. previously and this year in a month like a transitional month like March.
0: Right. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed. I hope everybody else enjoyed uh, that little fun fact stat for you too. Uh, we have about 90 seconds left before okay. my uh, zooming goes up. So just wrap up real quick. Where can we find uh, latest climate info uh, from you and anything you're looking forward to with the Climate Network this month?
1: Yeah, we're, we're still grinding away. The stations are behaving themselves, um, which is just wonderful news. Communications are up and running. Uh, njweather.org to get the latest conditions all around the state, every five minutes being updated. Uh, and then if you want the background material and mm-hmm. to read the story of the month of March and all, uh, go to njclimate.org. And you can see the longer-term perspective on things. So, uh, thanks for letting me say that. And again, uh, to our valuable um, observers, our volunteer observers in yep. the COCORAS program. Yes, we're always looking for more of you, and we're so grateful to the observers that are keeping up with their observations at this very stressful time. I know you're at home, but that doesn't mean everything. Um, you maybe stressed out and awfully busy to go out and make your observations. And we, yeah. we appreciate that. We'd love to have more of you. Um, yes.
0: Join in. Yes. Now's a great time to sign up. Uh easy to do. Uh you can go to uh could it be on your climate website? Would there be It's on our climate yeah, website.
1: Okay. It's also C O C O R A H S cocoraz.org.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Our Zoom meeting, my Zoom meeting is over on my end, but uh, Dr. Robinson, thanks for the uh, time. This was actually fun. I actually enjoyed myself doing it this way. Um, We will see where we will be at the beginning of May. We might be doing this. We might be doing what we were doing last time at Stockton. We'll see. But um, thank you again, Dr. Robinson, for being on. Thank you, everybody, for watching. This was something in the air.